and it says in verse one in the in the year of the king Uzziah uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim; each one had six wings, and with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Amen. Father, we just come to you this morning, Lord. We give you praise and we give you glory. Father, we ask this morning, Father, right now, as we just read this portion of scripture. Father, I pray that every eye in this place is open this morning, Father. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, that just for a moment of time and just a glimpse into heaven right now, Father, that we can see you as Isaiah seen you high and lifted up on your throne with your train filling the whole temple there this morning, Father God. Father, as the seraphim, Lord God, Father, are flying about the throne room this morning. Father, in the smoke, Lord God, Father, the whole... The glory, Lord God, fills that temple this morning. Father, I pray right now that we get a glimpse into that heavenly realm this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to read just real quickly. I'm going to get you through this. I'm going to get you going. But, you know, the Lord is good. We talked about things that were going on this morning and how uh, keep an eye on this and keep an eye on that and how COVID uh, seems to be coming back. We talked about a little bit last week. Have you heard more on that uh, this week, Mariah? This seems to be a little more and more prevalent. These are things happening. And speaking of that, let me regress just a little bit and give you a little bit of bad news again real quickly. And we'll move back to the good news. Uh, speaking about COVID... Also be watching out. I didn't mention this this morning, but be watching out for an Ebola-type virus that's going to uh, start, uh, you're going to start hearing about this uh, that's going to come forth. Already working on, well, I say working, they already have a vaccine for this Ebola-type virus. Do not be surprised if you start hearing about this Ebola-type virus. It's already in uh, parts of Africa and it's beginning to spread. I'm not saying it's going to come here. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised if you hear about this, all right? But there are many things that are happening this morning and around the world. But the good news is the Lord is high and lifted up, and His train fills the temple this morning, amen. And the angels of the Lord are in the midst of that temple, and they're ministering unto the Lord, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, amen. And the smoke begins. Uh, to fill that 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 throne room this morning, Amen. And it begins to it begins to uh, trickle down, if you will, uh, to us here this morning. If we can only just open our ears and open our eyes and begin to hear the voice of the Lord and begin to see what God is actually doing, then we can enter into a new place. I want to take you to um, real quickly. Uh, I want to take you over to Isaac. Well, let's go to Isaiah. And uh, chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 2, I want to, we're going to have a few scriptures we want to read this morning. Isaiah chapter 2, we're going to begin reading in verse 2. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. 
It says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, I want to, I, I want to take you, let's just go ahead Remember that, mark that scripture. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 57. Now, I don't, I, I could back up and I won't have time to do this. But if you go back to the book of Ezekiel, if you go back to the book of Ezekiel, the, Ezekiel is talking about Lucifer. All right, he begins to talk to Lucifer or about Lucifer and Lucifer's fall and how Lucifer dwelt upon the mountain of God. All right, how Lucifer dwelt upon the mountain of God. And we understand that Lucifer, uh, most times it's taught that Lucifer was basically, if you will, the choir director. But Lucifer was, was high up in authority. And it says he dwelt on the mountain of God there, and he was there with God. And the Bible says that he began to see all this adoration and the praise of all the angels going before uh, uh, Yahweh, God. All right? And he began to desire that praise. And the Bible says over in Ezekiel that God says, I, I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to let pride, I'm not going to let you uh, begin to uh, sow seeds of discord here in this my house. And he kicked Satan out of the mountain of God. And we begin to read that back over here in Isaiah chapter 2 about the mountain of God there. Mark that, read that. I don't have time to break it down this morning, but I want you to go back to that and look at that. Now go to Isaiah chapter 57. I know I'm going fast, but most of you will appreciate that. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 7, says, On a lofty and high mountain you have set... That don't even sound like the right one. I'm because it's not. I'm in 57. Go to 56. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Isaiah chapter, uh, chapter 56 verse 7 says, Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices would be, will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now I want you to mark that scripture too. And remember it's talking about the mountain of God. This is very important where God is referencing or where Isaiah is referencing the mountain of God here it's the same place the Bible is talking about the same place here in Isaiah chapter 56 and he's also referring to it back in Isaiah chapter 2 as the mountain of God right there it is referring to the same place the same exact place that uh, Lucifer was kicked out of stay with me everybody with me Go to Ezekiel and you'll see where Lucifer was there on the mountain of God and he was a minister unto God on the mountain of God. And the, because of pride and all this uh, the sin that came into Lucifer, God kicked him out of the mountain of God and God is now telling Isaiah, I'm going to bring my people 
my people I'm going to bring back to the mountain of God, my mountain and they're going to be established there. there. You are basically, that's one of the reasons Satan is so adamant of, about attacking the church. So adamant about attacking you. He wants to hinder your prayer life. He wants to hinder your praise. He wants to hinder your relationship with God. Why? Because you are in essence taking the very place that he uh, had abode at on the mount, the holy mountain of God, there where the seraphim went. It was there at that place that Lucifer would lead the, the entire angel, angelic choir and praises unto God. This is important and this is what I want you to look at this morning real quickly, all right? You now, we inhabit, turn over, to, turn over real quickly to Hebrews chapter 12. Actually, go to, uh, first go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. I want you guys to get this. <laughs> Would anybody like for me to slow down? Okay. <laughs> no, keep it going, right? <laughs> move faster, move faster. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. But let's go back to verse 4 real, real quickly. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6. And raised up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Made us, God raised us up when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. While we were still dead in our trespasses, when we were yet still in sin, doing everything that was contrary to the word of God, everything that was displeasing to God, everything that God says don't do, we, at least I did, everything God said, except murder, uh, okay, everything God says, no. <laughs> everything God says don't do, we did, all right, yet God loved us as his grace was extended unto us, and when we accepted that grace, when we accepted Jesus Christ, he said he made us sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That same place that Lucifer was kicked out of, now you're seated in those heavenly places in Christ. Why is this important? It's about perspective. We've talked about perspective before. Perspective is how you perceive something. Perspective is how you... You can, you can put uh, something out there and you can ask... Two people that see the same picture or the same whatever's going on and you will get two different perspectives on that. You can ask ten people and you might get ten different perspectives on that. Everybody with me? It's how you see something. It's how you perceive it. It's how you interpret it. All right? You can see something, Seth, and I can see the same thing and we might see it differently. Just a simple example. Uh, me and Marcy, just me and Marcy. Just, I mean, this is this is me and Marcy to a T. All right, 
take a half a glass of water, half a glass of water, you set it up here. We've all heard this. I'm the person that asked me what I see. I'm going to say I see a glass that's, uh, uh, you know, half empty. You ask Marcy, and she's going to say she sees a glass that's half full. Amen? <laughs> right? It's about perspective. It's about how we see things. I see it. It's like, well, that glass, it ain't full. It's half empty. She sees it's half full. It's almost full. You see what I'm saying? And so it's how we see things. But now you're seated. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that you're seated right now, right here, right now. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have access. We've been talking about the courts of heaven. You have access into the throne room of God right now. We just don't go there. And when we go there, we don't know how to act most of the time. Most of us, most of us will go to the throne, room of, uh, uh, the throne room of God and we're the court jester. Right? You understand that there's, there's, there's proper ways in, of, of going into a courtroom. I digress. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 12 real quickly. Hebrews chapter 12. The good news is, is if we can get our perspective to line up with the Word of God, with what God says, folks, we are in line for a blessing. With everything that we talked about this morning, with all the bad that's going on in this, but let me tell you what, folks, God has never lost a battle. God has never failed. Go back to the Old Testament. God, and listen, in the worst situation, in the worst circumstance, God is able to make a way. Amen. Even you go back to, to the book of Kings or 2 Kings and you see the woman with the, with the son and Elijah and the son died and Elijah goes in and lays out on that kid three times and the kid comes back to life. Same thing with Elisha. Elisha goes in and I believe it's the Shunammite woman that goes in and says my son's dead and he goes out and spread himself on that kid and the Bible says that that son came back alive. Jesus goes in the, in, and says uh, that my, my, my daughter, my daughter's sick. And he goes in and the, the, everybody there is crying. Says she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. There's nothing you can do. You got here a little too late. And Jesus says, clear out the room, amen. Let me go in. And they said, why do you want to go in there? She's already dead. He says, clear this room out. He goes in and grabs a maid by the hand and, and says, get up. And she gets up. Listen, it's to the point, amen, to where if you go to 2 Kings, you're going to read a story of a group of Israelites that are running. Let's just turn there real quickly. Keep your finger in Hebrews chapter 12. Real quickly, go to, go to 2 Kings chapter 13. This is an amazing story, and I won't have time to break it down. 2 Kings chapter 13 I love this story 2nd Kings chapter 13 and we're going to look at verse 21 go to verse 20 verse 20 says then Elisha died and they buried him and the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year so it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders 
All right. So they were going in the spring of the year. The Moabs would come or the Moabites would come and invade the land. And they would probably destroy everything that was in their sight. And on this one day, on this one day, if you read back in verse, uh, nine, uh, verse 20, it says, Elisha died and they buried him. Amen. In verse 21, it says, so it was as they were burying a man. So there's a man that had died there and his friends are saying, let's go put him in the ground. And in those days, you know, they put him in a cave or whatever and rolled a stone over him. And they... They found out that they said here and as uh, and said that, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. So they're getting ready to bury their friend and they look up and they see the Moabites coming and they're, you know, a cloud of dust and they're destroying everything in their path. And so they grab the dude and they say, you know what, uh, let's just throw him in here. And so it says they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. So they grabbed the man. They said, we got to hurry. We didn't even got time to stop. Just pick him up, throw him in there, and let's get out of here before we get caught. Amen. So they grabbed the man. They throw him in there. And you know what? The Bible says, let's continue the story here. And it says, and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and they touched and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Amen. Listen, folks, and you think that you've got problems? You ain't got any problem yet. Amen. This man was already dead and his friends were about thinking they're about to be dead. So they let him down in the cave in the tomb of Elisha. And as soon as his body touched the bones of Elisha, amen, that man sprung up on his feet and said, get me out of here. Amen. You're wondering why God's waiting so long. Listen, he ain't waited long enough for some of you. Let that sink in. Some of you, listen, this man was dead and they were trying to throw him in there and get out of there. And when it, the body, it says when his body touched the bones of Elisha, the, the spirit of the living God was still on the body of Elisha. And, the, and as soon as his, his body touched Elisha's body, the, the spirit of a living God, amen, struck him and threw him up on his feet. That same spirit of the living God is in this place this morning, amen. You ain't got a problem big enough, amen, that God can't handle. When you're dead and in the ground for a week, then come talk to me. But right now you ain't got a problem big enough that God can't handle. The good news is God is on your side. You are seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places right now. Wake up and realize it. Amen. I've got, a, I've got the whole authority of heaven. As long as I'm walking according to this word, as long as I'm in, the, in, in, in relationship with Jesus Christ, as long as I can say that, that I'm his and he is mine, I have the whole authority of heaven behind me. Somebody better say amen to that. I mean, I have got, you have got the whole authority to, of heaven behind you. Start speaking that authority. 
I, I, I don't, you know, I don't even understand, understand myself sometimes. I don't understand why I read this and I understand this, but then I let the situations come up and it seems like those situations are overwhelming. When I can just speak to my father and say, Lord, God, Daddy, I need help over this situation. Will you show me? Will you direct me? Will you guide me? Will you send me? Will you do this? Will you help me? And God says, child, I'm on my way. Child, I'm on my way. Help is on its way. Amen. It may be delayed like over in Daniel. The Bible says, Daniel, that Lord heard you the first day, but I was delayed for 21 days, but I'm here now. I was stopped by the princes of Persia, but hey, it got, it got so rough that, that God sent Michael down. And when Michael got down here, Michael cleaned the house and I'm here now. I don't care what you're going through, amen. If it takes Michael the archangel, God sending Michael the archangel down, God will send Michael the archangel down. Back to Hebrews chapter 12. I'm hurrying, Ronnie. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, 22 and 24. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. An innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks that speaks better things than that of Abel but we have now come to Mount Zion the holy mountain of God once again, the holy mountain of God, Zion, the mountain of God, where God says in Isaiah 2, verses 2 and 3, that he was going to bring us to, amen. He said again in, 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 in Isaiah 57 that we read, that we would set upon the mountain of God. Hebrews just tells us that we're on the mountain of God, Mount Zion. In the presence of innumerable angels. With the church. Hey, listen to me folks. With those uh, that have gone on before us. The church is not dead. And those that were in the church are not dead. Amen. God says I am not the God of the dead, but I'm the God of the living. Amen. I am the God of uh, Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. Amen. We don't realize it this morning, but church has taken place up there with the saints that have went on before us. Amen. And we're all gathered together. We're separated. Paul said, Paul, 
<laughs> One last scripture and I'm gone. One last scripture and I'm out of here. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 2 says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in body I do not know, or whether out of body I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. The third heaven is the realm where God reigns. That's where God's throne is. That's where the presence of the living God resides. Ask, somebody ask me how big heaven is. It's bigger than you can ever imagine. The first heaven, if you will, is the atmosphere and, and everything. The second heaven, they say, is like the universe and the expanse of the universe. How big? Somebody tell me how big the universe is. Uh, who knows? I mean, who knows how big the universe is? Go, it, it stretches from, from as far as the east is from. Somebody tell me how far is the east from the west? Amen. It, now, you can't even tell me how big the second heaven is. How big you think the third heaven is? You think God is limited in some way? <laughs> but Paul says, Paul says, I was caught up into the third heaven. And he says, uh, he says, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. I know such a man, whether in body or out of body, I do not know. God knows. And it says, and he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Paul says, I was caught up into a third heaven. I went up to paradise and I heard things that I can't even tell you what they were. Can't even begin to describe what I, what I seen and what I heard. And if I told you, Paul, Paul was telling his audience, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. God is on your side this morning. I'm going to close right there. God is on your side this morning. And with all of the problems that are going on in the world, everything that we talked about in the Sunday school, everything that you may be going through this morning, everything that's happening, amen, God is able. God is able. doesn't matter how big and impossible it may seem to you. The Bible says nothing is impossible for God. Even the examples that we gave, just a few examples. Listen, the Bible says, the Bible says, I believe it's, uh, is it Matthew, is it John, that says that the world and the books in the world would not be enough to write everything that Jesus did. Couldn't, couldn't contain it all. How big is heaven? Bigger than you can imagine. 
how great is our God? How great is your God this morning? He is indescribable. He is incomparable, incomparable, unimaginable. How great is your God this morning? He's greater than anything that you can come up with. God loves you this morning. God's trying to get us to, to reach a new depth and a new height than Him, and He's pulling us along. And He's saying, come up, you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus right now. You're assembled this, this morning with an innumerable uh, uh, number of angels. You, us, we as the church have now taken Lucifer's place on the holy mountain of God. Lift your voice and praise Him every once in a while. And thank Him for His goodness. And thank Him, I've got a place. And I'm seated with an angelic, angelic choir this morning. And you might not like my voice, amen, but God does. Marcy. <laughs> but God loves you this morning. Amen. Let's all stand. Pastor, you want to close out? God loves you this morning. God wants the best for you. Whatever you're going through this morning, God has an answer for it. God has an answer for it. There is nobody, there is nothing like our God. Nobody, nothing like our God this morning. So despite everything that's going on in the world, God is able. God is able. Take, you take a dead man, throw him in a dead man's tomb, and he comes back to life, God is able. Amen? You take a couple of loaves and a couple of fishes, and you can feed 5,000, God is able. Amen? God is able.